Mm-hmm. Until then, you know, I'm starting to notice my hair. I don't I don't know if these are coils and curls or these naps. <laughs> so they, this my, my hair is starting to curl up. So I don't know if these are buckshots or actual natural curls. So I, I may not be able to last that long. But well, I'm your wife is now. a natural hair uh, connoisseur. So I'm sure she got some products. That can uh... Uh, I'm not that ready that yet to do. <laughs> I'm not ready to go that far yet. <laughs> You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Hey, this is Nika Monfort, aka Tech Savvy Diva. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, aka Brother Tech. And you're listening to the Snob West Podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We're here. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. We're back. Another week. Another week. Another week. We are. We are here. Even though people are out there, especially here in Georgia, having a grand old time outside, we are still choosing the smart route to stay inside. Well, my barber texted me and told me he's uh, opening back up. So I didn't ask too many details. Cause it's like, you know what? <laughs> uh, I'm all right. So, but so here's the thing, right? So normally, uh-huh. normally when I get my hair cut, I normally go first thing in the morning and I'm the first guy in there. So normally he, he's the store manager. So in addition to just being the barber, he's like the manager of the store mm-hmm. of, of the shop. So he normally opens up and uh, closes down. Mm-hmm. So, Normally, when I text him, I'm like, yo, you know, what's your earliest available? He's like, you know, come eight o'clock in the morning or something like that. And I'm normally beating him to the shop. Mm-hmm. So he normally opens up, you know, cuts my hair and I'm in and out, you know, before anybody's there. Right. So mm-hmm. on, I'm half of me says, you know, it's just business as usual. You know, only difference is, you know, we, he may have to take some extra precaution when cutting my hair. But under normal circumstances, it's only me and him there anyway. But mm-hmm. then my other half of me is like, eh, you know what? I'll just, I'll just be nappy for a couple, couple other weeks until you know, until the curve starts to go down. Then I'll consider maybe doing like those limited exposure runs to where mm-hmm. I'm only dealing with like a limited amount of people, like my barber, for example. Mm-hmm. Until then, you know, I'm starting to notice my hair. I don't, I don't know if these are coils and curls or these naps <laughs> so they, this my, my hair is starting to curl up so i don't know if these are buckshots or actual natural curls so uh, i may not be able to last that long but well I'm your wife is now. a natural hair uh connoisseur so i'm sure she got some products that can uh, uh i'm not that ready that yet to do <laughs> i'm not ready to go that far yet <laughs> but uh who knows next couple of weeks i may have to let her put some product in my hair a little product just to uh just to make sure that um you know it stays nice and fresh right but yeah but i know we um i have tickets to a couple of events and since outside is supposed to be opening back up for concerts what at the end of this month it's like, um, what? They're really trying to get opened up by Memorial Day. They haven't said it yet, but they're really trying to get opened up by Memorial Day. That's my um, opinion. That makes sense. Because I think we have what uh, we're going to see where we're supposed to go see Janet in June. And, you know, we haven't heard anything, but it's three of us that are going. 
um, we're like, you know, we might just have to be out of this money uh, if they don't change their mind. You know, I would prefer for it to be rescheduled, but if it's not rescheduled, I like to have my money back. But if they aren't offering any option, there is nobody that I need to see. Michael Jackson himself could come back. And I'm like, bruh, I don't, I don't think I can do it. I was like, I, it's just too risky. Right. And they're still finding different symptoms and unknown, you know, ways of transmission. I was like, they really don't know a whole lot, even though they know a lot about this thing. And I was like, I just, I don't want to risk it. And I was like, this is the first time what Sunday was the first time I think probably ever that I, you know, wasn't home for Mother's Day. And I was like, you know, that's saying something. So I was like, nah, I'm good. I think I'm just gonna, you know, wait a little bit longer because it's been it's some places that's been like quarantined for like 17 weeks. And they're just now starting to slowly open, you know, their stuff back up. And we, we meaning the states, is nowhere close to that. Yep. It's like if I think the general consensus for most people is they need to make tests widely available, frequently available to where Mm -hmm. it's not just I don't get one test. It's like if I'm an essential employee or they want the factory to open back up or they want the restaurants or the whatever to open back up. These people need to be able to get tested as frequently as possible. And that curve need to slow down. It's like every we're at a plateau. Nothing's, you know, there are some new cases, but it's leveled off. It hasn't went back down. You know, it's like, again, everybody's still thousands of people a day. So Mm -hmm. I was like, that's still not, I mean, especially if they don't, since they don't have a vaccine and it doesn't sound like one is close by. I've kind of ruled that out as far as a a barometer as to when we'll go back. And now that may be a barometer as to when things will get back to normal if we have Mm -hmm. a vaccine, but I don't see one for another what eight they say 18 months 18 months yeah yep. so we may have to cross that off the list as our indicator of whether or not we're gonna get back to work and get back start opening back up you know yeah i think the biggest indicator is when we consistently for weeks have you know A not dramatic, only not yeah. any new cases but the cases have significantly dropped and the way people were out this weekend, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see how, you know, specifically here in Georgia, I don't know how we are going to come back for that. If people are outside, you know, I went out to the grocery store on, no, I went to micro center on Sunday morning to pick up my mom's mother's day present. And then I went to the grocery store and the amount of people that I saw one out and two without masks. Oh, I yeah. was like, this is this is wild. Like yeah. people don't even realize. I mean, I think they realize it. They just don't want to acknowledge that this is not something simple. Right. Yep. So yeah, like you said, you know, this is starting to get warm. I think like I said, Memorial Day is creeping up, so people want to be outside. I saw this uh I think it's in Florida. I saw this protest. Uh, I guess the guy was, you know, the news chopper was uh, filming a protest of people at the gym. (laughs) They were they were uh, protesting their gym 
opening back up. And part of their protest was they was outside. It looked like about maybe 20 or 30 people, maybe a little bit more. But part of their protest, they were doing push-ups and squats outside to protest, not being able to go to the gym to do push-ups and squats. And it's but like at you, the same time showing that you, you don't can, need a gym because right. you're doing it out. You're, you're, you're just, shooting your own self in the foot. Yeah, it's just just I, irony is missed on a lot of people. And the, it is. The, it the, is. The irony it's just of, like you don't realize yeah, that like, the point you're trying to make is you're counter to yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So I it, just. I just think people, again, like I said, you know, I just think, think people are antsy. Uh, they don't like being told what to do and mm-hmm. summer's coming. So it's like if we if we bite the bullet now, maybe our summertime won't be ruined. I think that's what's people's thought process. But people not staying in. So well, I'm saying bite the bullet as people going to die. If, oh, if, oh. <laughs> but the thing the- is, I think but the thing is, I think people won't even really care unless it like hits their family like personally yeah, yeah that yeah. seems to be the the consensus it's like people are okay you know they're like i i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna do what i want you know this uh this stay-at-home order is is the new version of slavery no it's not yeah. but um but yeah until it and then the tone seems to switch as soon as they get it or someone in their immediate family gets it, then their whole tune changes. But you want people to get this and possibly die just to prove a point to you when you've already seen 80,000 people in this country alone, yeah. get it, and die. What else, what else do you need? I, yeah. I, I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. I saw this ad. I don't know if it's true. It looked, I'm assuming it's staged. I'm a, a cynic. So I assume everything on the internet is staged, but uh-huh. uh, they were proving the point. So they were interviewing this guy on that subject. You know, how many people do you think will have to die in order for America or how many people you're willing to sacrifice in order for America to get back on his feet, i.e. the economy, so on and so forth. And he was mm-hmm. throwing some numbers out there. He said, you know, 70 Anywhere from 70 or 100 to 700 people or something like that. You know, weird numbers, right? So mm-hmm. he, so they were like, oh, okay, yeah. So, you know, 70 is a good number. He's like, yeah, yeah. So then, they, then the people are like, well, let me bring out 70 people to show you, you know, what kind of number that is. And they brought all these people around the corner and mm-hmm. all the people were his family. So then they, so, <laughs> so then they asked him again. He was like, well, how many people do you think, you know, should be sacrificed in order the United States get back on his feet. And he was like zero. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it it seems to take a, a swift turn when it becomes personal. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't you should have enough empathy for people to realize that it shouldn't have to get to that point for you to be like, okay, let me chill out in the house for a couple weeks for you know for 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 people to get a grip on this. Mm-hmm. But nah. And now it's like all um, they're saying that uh, I was watching, um, I think it was C-SPAN and they were, it was a congressional hearing and Dr. Fauci was talking and uh, Paul Rand was on his little spiel and saying, oh, well, I think, you know, people are making it much bigger than it is. They are doing, going to the worst case scenario. I don't think we need to be thinking like that. And I'm like, this is the perfect time to over exaggerate something. 
because you don't know what it is. And I don't even think it's an over-exaggeration. I think it's an under-exaggeration, to be honest. But I just I just find it weird that these people with no scientific, you know, background or or knowledge about this have so much to say and, and feel like they can, you know, try and chart the course on this when they have no idea, you know, what they're talking about. So, uh-huh. so I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going back outside. I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's so many good things to celebrate and enjoy. And I mean, we've been having like perfect weather here in Atlanta. Yeah, but it's been pretty nice today. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? And I think that's why people are are out because it's so nice. And hey, the governor said we can go back outside. People, people are outside too. I mean, out. And I mean, it would be one thing if they were out and social distancing and wearing the masks. But they they've from a month ago they've completely forgotten about all of that. Nobody, you know, people walking around with hand sanitizer clipped to them or the little hand wipes now and gloves is nothing. People mm-hmm. just out there like we're not in the middle of a pandemic. It's yeah. just like, oh, this is back to normal. I'm just like, oh, man. Right, when I'm out and I have my mask on and I roll up on somebody don't have a mask in my head, it's like, I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> you are beneath me. <laughs> you, I've never seen a ceiling in my whole life. I am. Shout out to Blue Ivy. I am at the top. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think we've run around it enough today. Let's uh, hop into the show. Uh, let's start with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. So speaking of things opening back up, it looks like Apple is starting to reopen some of their stores, mm-hmm. which yep. is surprising. Um. Kind of not really. I mean, like, again, sooner or later it was going to happen. But it doesn't look like they're opening up all the stores. It's just like in the middle of the country where there has been the lowest amount of cases. They haven't opened up all the stores. So we're talking about like Idaho, uh, Alaska, Alabama, South Carolina. Carolina. uh, I said Idaho already. Yeah. So, um those are like some of the few that have already started opening up uh, in addition to some that's already opened up in China, Germany and Australia to where they've been able to keep their counts uh, low from mm-hmm. the get go. So those stores have started to already open up, but the six Apple stores across, you know, the States we already mentioned are slowly starting to open up this week and next week. So, well, I think it's, it's, it's a good idea to start if, if you're going to start opening back up, this is probably the best case scenario is to start with, you know, places that don't have that many um, cases or things have starting to flatten. And it's also a good test run to make sure that they have, you know, the appropriate protocols in place. You can, you know, sketch out and, you know, plan out how the rollout is going to go. But until you actually, I guess, get people in there using it, you'll see what works and what doesn't work. And it's since you have to do this anyway, I guess it's better to do it in places that are already, you know, fairly low risk. So, right. And, you know, with all the other stores or all the other areas or businesses that are open up there, you're doing the added safety protocols, temperature checks, social distancing. You got to have on a face mask, 
You know, uh, everything is contactless payment. You know, they're staggering people in so you won't be able to gather around, you know, all the products and breathe on them like and touch them like you used to. And I'm sure they're wiping them down, you know, every time like somebody goes away. They probably have like designated. This is all guesstimation. Like people, your only job is to spray down and wipe down equipment. You see somebody move from the table, you go in, spray, 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 wipe, wipe, wipe. Yeah. And then for the most part. You know, I don't think you're going to be everything is going to be retail. So you just won't be able to go in and pick up a an iPhone and just browse around. You know, most of it's going to be genius bar stuff. So if you're having a Apple support issue with your Mac, your iPhone, iPad, so on and so forth, that'll be the general. Uh, that'll be the amount of the, the, the largest group of people that you'll actually see in these Apple stores. So it won't be, you know, just, oh, I'm just. I'm just walking around. They're like, look, you need a specific reason or get out to come in here. Right. (laughs) And I wouldn't be surprised if they I don't know if the article says it. I wouldn't be surprised if they would. They're only letting people come in with an appointment. Right. To me, that would make sense. You can only come in if you have an appointment and that way they can monitor and control, you know, who's coming in and how many people are coming in at a time. Right. So but I guess we'll see how it works. But. Like you said, it was eventually, you know, going to happen where people were, you know, businesses were going to have to find a way to, you know, open back up and start to do things again. Although I'm sure quite differently from what we're used to, but. All right. So it looks like um, Apple Watch could soon um, be able to detect panic attacks with all the extra stress that we're under, uh, under these current circumstances and people who already have panic attacks. Um, it could be, um, a welcomed feature. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's just a rumor right now, you know, nothing special as far as concrete evidence, but, uh, of course, watch OS seven along with iOS, all the other stuff will be announced at, uh, this year's WWDC. WD, WWDC DC. keynote uh, um, on June. And one of the things that's rumored to be included in watchOS 7 is um, mental health capabilities, including to be able to detect a panic attack. And basically how they do it is uh, they'll take the oxygen, uh, they'll measure the mo- oxygen levels in your blood with your heart rate and determine if you're hyperventilating. They can identify a panic attack before it happens and warn you on your watch, especially if you're driving. They'll ask you to pull over and they'll offer breathing exercises once you get pulled over, which makes perfect sense. You know, um, these the sensors in the Apple Watch are probably second to none. So there's probably a, a ton of things that that the Apple Watch can do that people didn't know they needed. You know, right. uh, again, I, I would have never thought that, you know, a panic attack is important enough just on a personal level important enough to where you need a apparatus or, you know, piece oh, yeah. of technology to manage it. But I know there are a lot of people that suffer from panic attacks and it'd be nice to be able to get that heads up, especially if you're doing something tasking like yeah. driving, driving a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm interested to see how the monitor, how they're going to do this because it's using the blood oxygen. So I, do you breathe on it? I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how this is, going to work well, yeah, well i mean i guess if anybody can do it apple can they don't have a lot yeah. of details um 
but but I guess maybe they'll g- give us more details if this actually comes to light. If this actually is a thing, but I think, I mean, that's pretty dope. I mean, they're already checking for you know arrhythmia and reminding you to breathe already. So, so yeah, I think it's a a good possible addition. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. All right. The last thing we have to talk about in the lowdown today is AirPod Studio. Another rumor that we're getting from uh, MacRumors.com is that um, Apple is working on a high-end over-the-ear headphones a la Beats, Bose, and all of those other fancy high-end over-the-ear headphones. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You know, Apple wants something branded even though they own Beats. And, you know, those are pretty popular with the with the youngins out here. So, you know, AirPod Studio would be something more of a, a my speed who, you know, person like me who, you know, is not in the whole beats thing, but be nice to have something uh, Apple branded, you know, with the same quality as AirPods, you know, the in-ear ones, same quality as, you know, all the other Apple products I got, you know, of course, it'll probably take the same, the same um, technology as the beats, but then wrapped up, you know, so they'll yeah. have some of the, some of the rumors that I heard is it won't have a left or right uh, ear detector. Well, not indicator rather. So you won't be able to look on the headphones and determine which one's the left ear, which one's the right ear. You just put them on and the uh, AirPod studio does the rest, determining which ear is what, and then setting everything up, you know, accordingly. Uh, some of the other features, equalizer settings, control through an iOS or Mac device, uh, head and neck detection, uh, similar to ear detection in AirPods. Uh, active noise cancellation, of course. And, you know, you probably would expect it would have a high end look to the device, the headphones as well. I don't know if they're yeah. going to, I don't know if they're going to come out with multiple colors, but they maybe come out with uh, multiple versions, maybe like a. Or different uh, finishes, maybe. Right. A premium version with leather fabrics and then like a sport or fitness uh, focused. So, you know, it, it can hold up to, you know, extra activity. The like rigor of access. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. and that makes sense. And of course, why would Apple, you know, get rid of you know one stream of income when they can have two? Where they can keep Beats <laughs> and they can have AirPod Studio. More right. money for essentially about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, they'll they'll make jazzed sh- up a bit. Yeah, yeah it'll be different, but they'll make sure to differentiate the concept. Yeah, the concept is essentially the same right. over the ear. Exactly. But I'm sure AirPod Studio will be have a little bit more shine on it to make sure that it differentiates between beat so that people can say oh well i'm getting my money's worth because of all the things you listed a few minutes ago well so. they may, uh, actually money's worth you know maybe uh, um not the issue because the beats those studio the beats whatever they're called the wireless over the ear ones they're like 299 399 which is about the same as the the sony over the ear headphones the 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 bose over there, the, the same uh, headphones that you kind of mentioned earlier, the ones that are currently at the top, mm-hmm. you know, Beats is about that expensive. And I don't see mm. the AirPod Studio being any more expensive than those. So it just might be personal preference. You know, do you yeah. do you look, do you want Apple branded headphones or not? If you don't, you don't care. You go Beats. If you're looking for that more, you know, the brand, then you'll pick uh, the AirPod Studio. But I don't think it'd be, you know, you're not paying a premium like you used to. You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. think, you know, you buy 
an Apple branded product, you're paying an extra hundred dollars just for the name Apple. I think mm-hmm. they've kind of uh, weaned off of that, with the exception of the MacBooks. You know, all the and other I don't products. Think that's going to ever change. Right, right. Uh, they've kind of weaned off of that. You know, so you can get an iPhone just about as much as you can pay for a Galaxy and you know a Google a Google device, especially with that iPhone SE that just came out. You know, that's probably the same. That's the same price as your run-of-the-mill entry-level Android device. So all that to say, all that to say, <laughs> um, <laughs> you won't be paying an arm and leg for just the Apple brand, even though they won't be too different than what you're normally used to getting with Apple, with Beats rather. Yeah, and it looks like from the uh, article that we're looking at, of course, it's all rumors. So they're guesstimating that the price may start around 349 So mm-hmm. that sounds like it's on par with, with the, I don't know what the other ones cost because... I don't like stuff like that over me, over my head. So I definitely won't be getting them because it's too well, confining for yeah. me. I'll tell but. you, I have a pair of the Sony over the ear headphones and it is a difference. Like, uh, for instance, if I am watching TV in the bedroom and I know my wife is asleep, I'll put those joints on and I, it's, I am immersed uh, more really? so, yeah, more so than the, you know, the uh, AirPods, the, the AirPods Pro that I currently have. They do a good job. But when you put those things over your ear, it's like you're all in and there's def- definitely a difference in sound quality. So I'm assuming uh, it'll be the same with the AirPods studio. So I may pick up a pair specifically for things like um Gaming, because uh, you're big in the gaming, right? Gaming and podcasting, right? So right now, oh, well, yeah. yeah, I've got these old beat up, you know, over the ear plugged in, you know, headphones that mm-hmm. serve the purpose, you know, but now if I'm going to spend what, $349, $399 for some AirPods from over the ear joints, I'm going to use them everywhere. Everywhere you possibly can. Right. And I'm I'm hoping they have a longer battery life than the AirPods Pro, because when I'm currently like constantly doing stuff. Like if I'm out in the yard doing yard work, the uh, battery on the AirPods pro from a full charge, it lasts me about maybe an hour, an hour and a half. And then they, yeah. And then they start beeping on me versus some of the other, like my Sony over the ear head. They, they last a little bit longer. So I'm hoping that the battery life is a little bit longer in these bigger AirPods studios than the smaller AirPods, which would be all the more reason for me to, Spend that extra dough. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe because I haven't tried them. Maybe I don't know what I'm missing, but. I mean, hmm. they, they suck you in. I'll tell you that much. Hmm. I mean, interesting. You, you won't you won't go wrong not picking them up. But when you there, there's, there's definitely a difference. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Maybe I, we'll see what happens when they come out. Sounds like Terrence is definitely in on them. I'm still riding the fence. Uh, I'll, I will. Pro- I can. I can justify paying for them because I'm already in my head trying to come up with all the different usages, use cases. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll be able to justify it. I won't be too hurt. <laughs> cool. All right, that's it for this week in the lowdown. Let's head over to Second String, where we talk all other tech news. So I thought this was interesting. Um, as uh, I got a package in the mail um, from my job for, with it was a quote unquote safety package. So, as you know, you know, I'm still uh, remote. Pretty much everybody in my company is remote. 
and um, for, well, those that can be. Um, and they sent us a package because rumors have been swirling about when, you know, we're going back in the office and all that kind of good stuff. And so I thought it was interesting. They sent like a pack of five masks, um, with like some leaflets in it, kind of giving an idea of what's going to happen or what the protocol is for when we go back to work. And I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. Um, and I say all that to say, because this article, um, this was just announced what uh, yesterday or the day before, um, that uh, Jack Dorsey, who is the Twitter um, CEO, he told his employees, hey, we're not going to cancel this work from home, even though, you know, even when this pandemic is over, you can work from home as as long as you want. And so people were like, oh, <laughs> Interesting, because I've been saying for a while, it's going to be very hard, especially for a company that I work for, who was so strictly like old school, like you got to be in the office, people got to see your face, you got to come in, all that stuff, and all that stuff for a company this large and this popular to be like, you know what, let's say everybody just stay home, except for people who have to go in, meaning if you're like on the network side where you have right. to manage servers right. and you, you can't do that from home. You kind of have to be there with the equipment, but I'm even assuming after that, they'll still have some flexibility, you know, to work from home when they can, you know, well, on, on those days. Well, they'll probably stagger, you know, they'll have, you know, well, you know, you, you uh, team a team B and TC. Team right. C. Right. Instead yeah. of three of y'all sitting in there, you know, it's like one person, you know, be on hand and then, you know, they probably can still do some remote stuff, remote in, you know, maintenance, all that stuff. Um, but I mean, this just it's just it makes sense because, you know, you think of a, a behemoth company that's been around for ages since, the, you know, the 1900s. You know, they've got mm -hmm. some old, staunchy, old school, like you mentioned, ways of doing things mm -hmm. versus Twitter. You know, that was 2000, what, seven, eight yeah, Even small, you know, and and this the CEO Jack Dorsey, he's a young dude, relatively yeah. young. So it makes, I mean, it, and they have a relatively young workforce. But they're even saying in this article from Forbes that you know there are some people who don't like to work from home; they like the office environment. So you'll have that option if you want to go into the office and work. You can. Some people want to get away from their families. Y'all ain't fooling me. <laughs> yeah. like, I would rather come to work every day than to sit at home and look at my family. <laughs> Especially if they're still doing the virtual learning. But I'm assuming, you know, if when schools open back up, people may be a little bit more. Nope. <laughs> nope. I just think people, <laughs> I don't, some people just need that change of scenery for whatever reason. I ain't going to, you know, talk about your home life, but some people like that change of scenery. Me, Man, please, I'll be at home all day long. But there are some people who, for whatever reason, uh, as you can tell, you know, from the whole um, people itching to get out of the house for this whole, uh, you know, coronavirus thing. I just think people like to get out the house. There are some social butterflies, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. So, you know, people like going in the office. And um, again, this is me, you know, being extra. But I think, you know, when people go to work, they feel important. You know, mm -hmm. so to be able to go and put on, uh, I don't code switch is not the right word. Cause that's, that's not what <laughs> I'm trying to say, but you know, they, people get to be somebody else when they're not at home versus when you're at home, your mom or your dad or your, whatever the case may be when you're at home versus when you're at work, you, you are 
that personality that you put on at work. So there are some people who, for whatever reason, you know, need that cha- need that change up. So mm-hmm. I, I get it. That ain't me. That'll never be me. But <laughs> right. more power to you. How, however, it works for you. If you work for Twitter, they're giving you a variety of options. Even though he did say, and I quote, "When we do open op- when we do decide to open offices, it also won't be a snapback to the way it was before. It will be careful, intentional, office by office, and gradual." Which is the smart way to handle all this. You just can't open the floodgates and say, everybody back. No, that's not going to work. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I think uh, Jack is probably uh, leading the way. And um, again, this is just going to make it even harder for companies to justify. Right. Uh, and there's some other companies, J.P. Morgan, according to the story that we're reading from Forbes. J.P. Morgan, Facebook, Capital One, Amazon, Microsoft, Zillow, of course, and others that are have also announced that they are extending their work from home policies. So, again, if you are a white collar, you know, worker that, you know, you your your job is not specifically on a piece of hardware. I think most companies will start to analyze how they treat people who don't necessarily have to be in the office. Yeah. And you would you would hope that companies would take that approach. I'm just interested, just knowing my specific company uh, <laughs> and knowing the the resistance they have to working from home. They have an initiative called work from work. So uh, <laughs> work from work. I mean, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. But, you know, it's like people, you know, I guess, especially when you have, you know, some old school folks, um, who, you know, think that somebody might be trying to get over on them. And I'm just like, if that's the case, and that, and I was talking to my manager about that. I was like, if that's the case, use it as a case-by-case basis. Don't flank everybody with that same idea. If people, if you give people the opportunity to work from home, which we've had several, a couple months to do that now, you can pretty much determine who's actually doing something and who's actually not. And if there are people that are not doing anything, when it opens back up, you need to be like, okay, we gave you time to work from home. We noticed X, Y, and Z. So we're going to need you to show up. Yeah. And it could be some, you know, work going into work could be a passive aggressive way to make sure people are working because if Mm -hmm. you are at work, you're more likely to, at the very least, pretend like you're working, you know, so you can avoid people questioning whether or not you are actually working, right? If you're working from home, there are some managers, supervisors, team leads, whoever who don't like, um, uh, who don't like, uh, what's the word? Um, confronting people. Mm -hmm. So to know that somebody's not working and know that you have to address it versus while somebody's working from home, I think that's maybe be too much anxiety for people versus. Well, then you shouldn't be a leader then. You shouldn't be a manager. Now, you know, you know, there are a bunch of people who should not be doing the jobs that they are doing. Exactly. (laughs) Trust me. I know. (laughs) So I'm not surprised if those same people have a tough time confronting people for doing for not doing what they're supposed to be doing when they would just rather them come to the office and at the very least fake it so i don't fake have to it. so i don't have to uh, uh, address it 
<laughs> right. I know it's plenty of faking that goes on, you know, at the coffee cart, you know, playing ping pong, you know, in the gym working out, going on, you know, your walks. Because the way our office is set up, it's like a big lap around kind of thing. So you can mm-hmm. go in and get some exercise in. So, and you I, know. And there are, I mean, I don't understand why companies just haven't, just haven't accepted the fact that people are going to slack, you know, just like retail stores account for, there are going to be some shirts that are going to be stolen, batteries, chocolate, candy, you know, all those little things. They, they build that into the, I don't they theft deterrent or whatever their case. working model, whatever, exactly. they whatever just, their plan is. And companies, honestly, I think companies, white collar companies that have white collar employees, I think they know that as well because everybody is not running at a hundred all the time. Right. It's peaks and valleys, especially in, in IT, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you're in the middle of a project. I mean, you're running, running, running. You're like on calls, off calls, on calls, you know, just like back to back to back. And then there are times when it's just like, Hmm, let me go see what's going on, on the internet. Cause I don't have nothing to do. Right. That's just the nature of the beast. But people, they are just so clinging to the money. I'm like, and it's not even your money. It really just like annoys me when like people in like leadership positions are, they take, it's like, they take it personal. Like it's money coming out of, out of your pocket. pocket. Right. I'm like, this is not your money. <laughs> and, chill, you, bro. and you over there slacking too. So anyway, so relax. <laughs> Like chill, take a break, take a breather. You go for a walk. (laughs) All right. Um, Oh, uh, I can never pronounce this Huawei. Yes. Okay. I got it right. I remember. So um, there was a ban on Huawei um, that was implemented um, sometime. Was it last year? I believe. Uh, Yes. Um, It was, um, the U.S. Um, uh, put a, a trade. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking for? Trade ban. Yes, uh-huh. ban on on Huawei, and um, it's now been extended uh, for about another year through May 2021. So that's going to significantly uh, limit what Huawei can can ship and produce for for the U.S. Right. Uh, the story that we're talking about specifically talks about Google apps. So you think about Google Docs, you think about Gmail, you think about all the other Google Hangouts, you know, all those Google specific apps that you would think run best on Android devices. Well, Huawei's Android phones will not be getting those apps specifically as this U.S. ban goes into 2021. And I think it started um Last year, you know, uh, China's whole, you know, thing with uh, the back and forth yeah. Yeah, between President Trump and it was suspected that China, uh, they, they didn't want to disclose what information is being kept or stored on their Huawei phones. And, you know, United States was kind of panicking, um, thinking that, you know, important data might be transferred back to the Chinese government via these Huawei phones, because of course, China is a communist country. You know, a lot of the big country, um, the country's big companies like Huawei are, if not run by the government, get huge subsidies right from the government. So if the the government says, Hey, we want to take a look at this data that's stored on your phones, that's some U S 
citizens are using. Huawei can't really say, no, we can't do that. So all that to say, you know, uh, U.S. got kind of got freaked out a little bit and decided to put a ban on uh, Huawei products. So it looks like that ban has been continued. And as a result, those Google apps will not be running on Huawei devices anytime soon. Right. And the article we're talking about specifically references Google um, applications. But according to the article, um, this ban that's roughly already a year old was for Huawei and it cut um, it was cutting out suppliers and partners. Mm -hmm. So it's all their suppliers and partners, which Google is is one of those one of those uh partners. Mm-hmm. And um, so from the article is saying that two phones, uh, two major flagship phones that Huawei launched um, don't have Google Play Store mm-hmm. or um, the suite of uh, Android apps. So they are still producing, um, you know, their phones and their devices, but it doesn't quite have, you know, the full function functionality of, of what you would consider a, an Android phone to have. Right. Yep. There's so, some alternatives out there. You can use default mail apps and you can use defaults. You know, you can sideload apps from, you know, there's all kind of Android, um, Android app stores that you can put on, you know, uh, Android devices. But the most popular is Google Play and all the apps that are stored in there. So if you really 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 want a Huawei phone you could probably still get one but just be ready to not be able to use some of your popular apps that come through the Google Play Store right because it's also saying on here that the the full effect of the ban you know never actually caused huge issues for Huawei because they kept getting extensions for every 45 to 90 days and it still allowed um, Huawei to support um, the current devices that they have, and also to give um, parts of the country, um, rural parts of the country, you know, time to to switch from the Huawei equipment. So um, the the latest extension runs out on Friday. So we'll see if this is a if they will now get the full brunt of the band or if they could possibly get another extension. So we'll see. We'll see how it how it all pans out. You know. Um, it's interesting that it was just recently ex- been extended for another year. I'm I'd be interested to see what um, what the cause was, but it came down by executive order, um, so yeah. it should be interesting. You know, United States flexing, trying to flex on China. That's what I'm thinking it is. <laughs> oh, that makes sense because mm-hmm. it's been a lot of China talk in mm-hmm. the in from the podium. I mean, about- it, I can see I can see the initial issue. Uh, especially, especially because all of the back and forth between the United States and China, you know, um, if, if we're talking, if we are talking, I think one of my, um, one of my, um, predictions for this year was we will have some sort of cyber warfare, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so if China wanted to be petty, they probably could force Huawei or ZTE uh, company, I think that's one of the another one of the hardware manufacturers. They could probably force them to say, "Hey, give me all the data on all the phones originated uh, in the U.S." I mean, what are they going to do? You know, they could take that information and do whatever, anything, you know? right? Yeah. You know, we that's talked, true. We talked about you know it's a well known fact that Russia meddled in the you know the uh, 2016 election. 
you know, who knows what China could do with uh, uh, U.S. consumer data on a Huawei phone, what they could use that data for. So I could see it. Uh, it's a stretch, but it's not that far of a stretch. So what are you going to yeah. do? Especially if, you know, the tension keeps, you know, going the way it is. And it's kind of like the petty kind of ticky tacky back and forth. If if that continues to, you know, be prevalent. Who knows? All right. All right. So let's get to the last article that we have in second string. And it looks like dark mode for Gmail has finally come to iPhone and iPad. Yep, yep. Those the, for those people who don't use the native uh, mail app, which I can understand, I force myself to use it just because I want to be able to use that interoper interoperability with other apps like sending emails to to the Notes app and a whole lot of extra features that you get by using the native iOS apps. The native mm-hmm. mail app. It's not the best app. There are clearly there's some other apps out there and there are a lot of people who use the Gmail app because they have a Gmail account. And, you know, since they use all that functionality, since iOS 13 opened up dark mode to third party uh, developers, Google finally got on board and announced dark mode for the iPhone and iPad app. So same functionality. Just, uh, you know, depending on if you want to turn it on all the time and just leave dark mode on or you can do that night shift. I think that uh, is part of it as well to where at a certain part of the day sunset, I'm assuming it will automatically switch to dark mode. Uh, you can do that within Gmail. So if you're if you're if you're a Gmail head, definitely check that out. Me, I'm nonplussed about dark mode. I could go either way. It really didn't bother me. But I know there's people who love that. And like you mentioned, I think you've mentioned it before to mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, developers use a it lot of developers mode. like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So their eyes are probably just used to it. So this yeah. probably be a benefit for them. Yeah. I like to use it when I'm doing development, but outside of that, like I flipped uh, my Twitter to dark mode for a little while. It was cool, but I mean, if I'm not doing something, you know, pretty intense where I need to be able to see colors pop out of different functions and all that stuff, then that doesn't really, you know, help me so much. Right. So, so yeah. yeah just, just wanted to put that out there for all those iPhone people and iPad people who don't rock with the native mail app, which <laughs> I can totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. That's it for second string. Let's head on over to for the culture, some fun this past uh, Saturday. Um, another uh, versus battle up this time with the ladies. The first time um, women have been a part of the whole versus battle. We had Erica Badu versus Jill Scott. What? Did you watch it? No, I actually did not. I totally, <gasps> I totally, totally forgot about it. But you know, of course, watched uh, watched some of the tweets and the Facebook messages come in from the replays and. It, uh, from what I could gather, it wasn't as bananas as the <laughs> Teddy Riley versus Babyface no. one. But uh, you, I did see some some made mention of Erica Badu coming a little late, and you know, doing her doing her typical Erica Badu stuff. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that was probably apparent. <laughs> yeah, she was a little bit late, um, and she was Teddy Riley esque, and she didn't make mention. To him and said, it's probably his fault why 
she was having some issues a little bit, but she had like a mic and like a keyboard. She had a mic. Did she have a keyboard? She had something. I can't quite remember, but I know she had a mic. And then they were also streaming it at the same time on her Instagram. So the main, so the main one was, it was, it was Jill Scott's Instagram page. They said you could go and look at it on either one of them, but only both of them were on Jill Scott's page. So Jill Scott loaded and then Erica joined, but then she had like another iPad that was streaming (laughs) on hers. So she had like, I don't know if it was iPad, what exactly it was, but I think it was iPad. I think she mentioned iPad. So she had one in front of her and then she had another one. um, So she could simultaneously stream on two different feeds. And then the one closer to the end, um, one of the iPad that she was using for, for the actual battle Uh died. (laughs) Doing too much. Doing too much. But the other iPad that was streaming on hers was still going. And so it cut out right before she played Tyrone. Mm-hmm. And so they were, Jill was like, oh, I think we lost her. And she was like, I'll give her a couple of minutes. And so when Erica didn't join, she was like, fine, I'll pull it up. And she pulled it up and she played it mm-hmm. on on the mainstream. And then maybe like, I, I don't maybe it was like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, and she came back on and, mm-hmm. and finished up up the um finished up the the battle but it was it was very interesting that um there were minimal issues and it wasn't as harsh as some of the male ones where they were kind of going back and forth it was very oh my god you look beautiful oh no you look beautiful oh my god that song's not fair it's too good oh i wish i had wrote that song well, oh my I god mean, it was a, it was a love fest and that, i was here for it and that makes sense because jill scott and erica badu uh, have collaborated and, you know, um, been in the same, running the same circles right. for the longest. One of my favorite, favorite of all time live concerts is the Roots. Uh, the Roots. The, the, yeah, the Roots um, one where they had all the, you know, all my favorite artists. Most mm-hmm. Def, Talib Kweli, had Kanye West before he was wigging out, you know, had the Roots on there. And they also had Jill Scott and Erica Badu. And they, you know, they sing together. And it's just like, effortless you know it's effortless so i can imagine you know them not having any sort of i can imagine the whole event not being a even though it says versus and you know none of the none of the ones i've seen have been super duper competitive you know they just the sean garrett one was was it was it i I didn't see that one yeah but you know weird like but i think for 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 those two women before we even started they were kind of like giving us like sister Let's affirm each other. Let's speak some positive words into each other. And people initially was like, come on, let's get to the music. And they was like, wait a minute. No, let me actually listen to this. I need this. I need to be healed because this is so like beautiful to see. It was like very mellow and very chill. And everybody was like, you know, it was all like shea butter and incense right kind of kind of going on and, and, and head wraps and head wraps. <laughs> and, you know, the kids popped on for a minute. You know, they both have kids. So. The kids popped in. The kids know each other, know both of them because, mm-hmm. again, like you said, they run in the same circle. So it was it was a it was a good time. It was a good time had by all. And the biggest thing was that this went on for over three hours, and oh, Instagram wow. Instagram did not drop not one time. Yeah, so over seven hundred thousand people yeah, on that's, it. That's good. So Instagram has finally got their act together and. 
I think, you know, with bless their hearts, you know, both Teddy Riley and Erica Badu, what they're trying to do is they well, not they're trying to do what people have realized, especially artists, entertainers, they figured out, OK, well, how do we not necessarily monetize? Capitalize. How do we capitalize off of this? So you so you can see. You know, Teddy Riley trying to stream to his own website and you see Erica Badu trying to stream to her own uh, uh, page in addition to you know, Scott trying to do their own page. Because, yes, this is let's figure out something to do to give people some entertainment, you know, to keep our names out there and to just do something because we're bored, too. You know, I I, I never, never put, you know, entertainers and, you know, stars on these big pedestals like they are just above you know, anything I could ever do. They're just regular people too. So, and they all know each other and they sit around and laugh and joke. So this kind of versus thing is almost like a, them staying connected with each other just as much as trying to entertain us. Right. Right. And what Erica did that was smart was she got, you know, Swiss and Tim to, um, she had like the official, um, after party of the Jill and Erica Badu versus she had like an official after party that they talked about on um, the verses right before it ended. And they had like a little flyer for and all that type of stuff. So they were able to take those people from the, um, from the, uh, from the actual Instagram battle over to her, over to her, to her other platform. And she even said, you know, it's kind of hard to wrangle people, you know, to move from one thing to the next. But even if she got 10% of the number of people that were in there, that's still over 70,000 people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's still, I'm not sure how many people went over, but it, from what I could see, I didn't go to the quote unquote after party, but seeing, you know, some people tweeting about it and talking about it, significant amount of people, you know, celebrities included went over to the, to the after party. So if you're going to do, if you're tr- going to try and monetize and capitalize off of it, capitalize off of it, you know, it's better to not try and do it so much within that platform, mm-hmm. but try and shift it to another one after. And that's what she did. And I think that's where she, she had Teddy beat on that. Right. And, you know, just going forward, you know, uh, if um, now people recognize this is a needed event, you know, to do these live streaming things now, let's just say, you know, in a couple of weeks or a month or so, if something were to originate somewhere other than, you know, the popular social platforms, I think we'll be more inclined than versus a month ago, you know, some artists saying, Hey, jump on this app. I've never heard of and listen to me play music. People are going to be, people were, were like, what? But now that we see it and now we can visualize it and we've got some examples on how it could work, you know, mm-hmm. going forward, you know, two artists deciding to get together on website we never heard of and promote it. I think we're more likely to make that switch. Yeah. Yeah. I think now that we know that it's it's something real. Right. I think people are are more open to um, to trying it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like Twitch, you know, all these gamers. You know, you could do the same thing for artists. You know, you could play some music and say, you know, if you subscribe to the channel, you'll get a special shout out to where they'll actually shot you out, you know, verbally. And I'm pretty sure that'll melt some people's faces. You know, if their favorite yeah. artists, you know, if they were to pay, you know, five or ten bucks and the artist actually shot them out on their live stream to other people, you mm-hmm. know, it can be done. It could definitely yeah. be done. Yeah. 
Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so that's it for for the culture. Let's pop on over to the hookup. What do we got this week? Uh, so uh, for Mother's Day, I uh, finally convinced, I had to convince her. I had to convince my wife to give up that old laptop that she got and uh, purchase her a new one. Of course, it didn't arrive on Mother's Day because I was trying to do too much and it didn't work. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, in preparing for her laptop to finally arrive, I was trying to figure out some ways to get her computer cleaned off. Mm-hmm. So I came across this app called App Cleaner. And basically what it is, it's a small app that you can install on your Mac to help you delete all traces of software and applications on your Mac. So right now, without this app, it's pretty easy to delete applications that that you purchase inside of the Mac App Store. You just move that application to the trash, empty the trash, and then that's how you delete the application. But there are still a lot of developers that don't publish their apps into the Mac App Store that you can still just download from going to their website. And those apps are not as easy to get rid of all the traces. You may have some some old cache files, some old uh, preferences files, some junk that you don't need when you actually want to delete the app. So if you download and open the uh, App Cleaner app, which is a free download, and we'll put a link in the show notes, you can actually use that to delete all apps, whether they're purchased inside the Mac App Store or just downloaded from the developer's website. You run it through the App Cleaner drag all the apps in there, select delete, and it'll get rid of all the traces, all the files, all that hidden junk that you won't see when you actually go to delete app. So that's my hookup for the week. Definitely download the app cleaner app and give it a try. Let me know how much space you get back from downloading some of those applications that you know you don't need. I'm definitely going to pass this on because I know I've had a couple people hit me up. and was like, oh, my computer's running slow, especially since, you know, we're all home now. Um, people have time. So I'm definitely going to pass that off to a couple of people who've asked me for tips that I know that I owe them tips to that I have not gotten around to yet. So that's definitely going to be one that I make sure I hand out if they aren't already listening to the show, which I hope they are. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, I think that's it for this week. Um, you can definitely um, download, rate and review us on um, Apple, Google, and Spotify. Um, you can hit us up on our social media at snobos.com. Um, what did I say? Our social media. Yes. We're on, we're on all platforms. I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're um, at snoboscast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also um, feel free to leave us um, comments um, in messages um, on our website, snobowestcast.com. And you can also shoot us a note um, at snobowestcast at gmail.com. Yep. And I think that's it. Anything else from you? Nope, I'm good. All right, cool. We'll see you guys next week. All right, peace. Bye.